This podcast episode is an effort to help you realize that Christians are called and sent to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and minister to the needs of others in their congregation, with their congregation, including everyone they meet everywhere along life's journey. Opportuno, episode 20, Your Congregation Needs You. Do you ever desire your life to be a blessing in the lives of people? You know you can do more, be more to help others, but feel like you don't believe you have what it takes in the way of time, money, and abilities to adequately minister to others. As Christians, we are one with the body of Christ. Helping other Christians is helping us also, as we are all in the same body of Christ. In the Bible, In the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 5, reads as follows. So, we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. End of quote. When you begin to realize that our congregation of Christians is not just a particular denomination that meets in a specific location, but our congregation encompasses every Christian everywhere. Your everyday encounters with other people will take on new meaning and purpose. I like being in the largest congregation of believers, that congregation made up of every Christian everywhere. and. It's not just Christians that need your help. Showing the world, whether they are Christians or not, the love and compassion of Christ in us by helping them will be an example of Christ in us, providing us opportunities to share the gospel of Christ with others because of our Christian example. You rarely can go very far as you travel on this earth until you meet someone needing a helping hand, whether a Christian, a member in the body of Christ, or someone we can share the gospel of Christ with. A good thought to have when helping others is in the wisdom in the following quote by Booker. T. Washington, who lived from 1856 to 1915, who was an American author, educator, orator, and advisor to several presidents 
of the United States. If you want to lift yourself up, lift up someone else. End of quote. Christians have many examples in the Bible how we are to minister to others. One of those biblical examples, how we are to minister to others, is found in the book of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 35 to 40, which reads as follows. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. End of quote. Two people can be in the same situation, but see things differently. It's all about how you perceive your circumstances. It's your perspective that makes refreshing lemonade out of sour lemons. In the Bible, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 10, reads as follows. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. End of quote. In this same verse, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, from the Amplified Version of the Bible, reads as follows. For we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set, so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. End of quote. Once you have the perspective that we, as Christians, created in Christ Jesus to do good works already prepared for us along paths already set for us, will increase your confidence to take advantage of every opportunity to serve others as we travel down life's highways and byways. Our paths have already been set. Along those paths are many, many opportunities for good works, helping people. Once you get this perspective that we, 
are created in Christ Jesus for good works prepared along paths already set, then you'll know that there are many people along our paths that are in our paths for a purpose. It's a two-way street. Sometimes as you're going down your path, your everyday routine, there will be others with the perspective they are created in Christ Jesus to do good works already prepared and already arranged for them. And you'll realize you've been blessed by them even as you're looking to bless others. Once you heighten your sensitivity for compassion for others, your words, deeds, and actions done in compassion for all the right reasons will make a difference for the better in people's lives where you cared enough to help and encourage. It's estimated that about 81% of Americans do not belong to a church. Odds are great that as you're out and about in your daily walk in life, that most people you come in contact with have no affiliation with any church. Why not take the attitude that you're here to minister and the people you come in contact with are your congregation, with some people you see often being your regular congregation. Thinking of it this way will always provide you a congregation to minister to, and those with like-minded thinking will many times even minister to you. We as Christians are sent ones, sent to minister to others. In the Bible, in the book of Galatians, chapter 2, verse 20, reads as follows, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. End of quote. Imagine, Christ liveth in us, and we're to do the work of Christ. In the words of Jesus found in the Bible, in the book of Luke, chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, are as follows. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. End of quote. Christians 
are the hands and feet of Jesus. The Apostle Paul said in the Bible, in the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 3, verses 2 through 3, the following You are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. End of quote. We as Christians are the called ones, the sent ones, to be an epistle of Christ to our neighbors, our co-workers, our family, and to all those we have contact with in this world. I hope by now you're beginning to get the message I'm trying to share with you. That message is that you are here to minister to others, and your congregation are all those in the world that you come in contact with. It's a wonderful thing to know that you have the opportunity to serve others everywhere, not just in a congregation of specific people in a specific location. Your congregation of people you minister to is not limited to just one church, one location, but the congregation of people you minister to is everyone that God places before your path during your daily walk of life. This perspective that you're to minister to people wherever you are in your life provides you limitless opportunities to minister to others. In the Bible, in the book of John, chapter 1, verses 6 through 7, reads as follows. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us of all sin. End of quote. It's in relationship with the body of Christ that we encourage each other and build each other up. Knowing the body of Christ is not just a local congregation in one place in the world. But the body of Christ is made up of every believer, everywhere, provides infinite opportunities for you to minister to your congregation, with your congregation being all those you come into contact with, to minister to as Christians in the body of Christ, or to share the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to those that have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It's easy to come up with many excuses 
why you would neglect to minister to others during your travels through life, especially minister to random strangers. It may even be you don't feel worthy enough to minister to others. Just know that everyone is not perfect, not you and not the ones you'll be ministering to. A quote by the Russian novelist Leo Tolstoy, spelled L-E-O-T-O-L-S-T-O-Y, reads as follows. An arrogant person considers himself perfect. This is a chief harm of arrogance. It interferes with a person's main task in life, becoming a better person. End of quote. Truth is, with your imperfections, you'll be a better witness and help to others rather than having an arrogant, better-than-thou attitude when helping others. Just be yourself. Help others when you can, and do it with the love of Christ for all the right reasons. In the attitude of the golden rule, do unto others as you'd have him do unto you. As spoken by Jesus in the Bible, in the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 12, which reads as follows. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. End of quote. As you travel in life, be sure to minister to others as you would want them to minister to you if you were in their shoes. And remember the saying, walk a mile in his moccasins. With this quote inspired by the following poem, originally entitled Judge Softly, with this poem now known as Walk a Mile in His Moccasins by Mary T. Laugh Rap, and spelled M A R Y, middle initial T, and the last name L A T H R A P. Written in the year 1895. Walk a Mile in His Moccasins by Mary T. Lathrap. Pray don't find fault with a man that limps or stumbles along the road unless you have worn the moccasins he wears or stumbled beneath the same load. There may be Tears in his souls that hurt, though hidden away from view. The burden he bears placed on your back may cause you to stumble and fall too. Don't sneer at the man who is down today unless you have felt the same blow that caused his fall or felt the shame that only the fallen know. You may be strong. But still the blows 
that were his, unknown to you in the same way, may cause you to stagger and fall too. Don't be too harsh with a man that sins, or pelt him with words, or stone, or disdain, unless you are sure you have no sins of your own, and it's only wisdom and love that your heart contains. For you know if the tempter's voice should whisper as soft to you as it did to him when he went astray, it might cause you to falter too. Just walk a mile in his moccasins before you abuse, criticize, and accuse. If just for one hour you could only find a way to see through his eyes instead of your own muse. I believe you'd be surprised to see that you've been blind and narrow-minded, even unkind. There are people on reservations and in ghettos who have so little hope and too little worry on their minds. Brother, there, but for the grace of God, go you and I, just for a moment, slip into his mind and traditions and see the world through his spirit and eyes before you cast a stone or falsely judge his conditions. Remember to walk a mile in his moccasins and remember the lessons of humanity taught to you by your elders. We will be known forever by the tracks we leave in other people's lives, our kindnesses, and generosity. Take the time to walk a mile in his moccasins. End of poem. The American singer and actor Elvis Presley that lived from 1935 to 1977, sang a song back in the early 1970s entitled Walk a Mile in My Shoes. On stage, before he sang this song, Elvis Presley said, There's a guy who said one time, he said, You never stood in that man's shoes or saw things through his eyes, or stood and watched with helpless hands while the heart inside you dies. So help your brother along the way, no matter where he starts, for the same God that made you made him too. These men with broken hearts. End of quote. My father was born in the year 1926. During those years of Elvis Presley's fame in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, the older generation, having grown up in the pre-rock and roll era, thought of Elvis as a rock and roll star. It was not until my father toured Elvis Presley's home named Graceland in Memphis, Tennessee, did he realize that Elvis Presley also sang many Christian songs 
including Christian gospel songs. It was at that point during my father's visit to Graceland, hearing Elvis Presley's Christian songs, that he became a fan of Elvis Presley, having admiration for his singing Christian songs. I share this story with you as things are not always as simple as you might think. Elvis Presley was widely criticized, perhaps even judged by people, as being part of the rock and roll culture, ruining the young generation. But upon closer study, you find it's wrong to judge others, as illustrated in this partial quote by Elvis Presley, which reads as follows. You never stood in that man's shoes or saw things through his eyes. End of quote. I wanted to share with you this story about how my father viewed Elvis Presley much differently after knowing more about him from his visit to Elvis Presley's home, Graceland, in Memphis, Tennessee. I also think we all will view people much differently once we get to know them, knowing they are not perfect and have needs and wants the same as we all are not perfect and have needs and wants. Once you turn on your compassion radar, helping you connect with people that need love and help along your travels through your life, you'll get better at knowing who, how, and when to minister to others. As you know, I have a podcast which you're listening to right now. I try to keep business cards on me. If I meet a person I feel might benefit from my podcast, website, or YouTube channel, I give them my business card, having basic information such as my website address, name, phone number, and email address. It's not a must. You should have a business card. But if you want to reconnect with someone or you have something you'd like to share online, a business card is a handy tool to leave with someone. My website, opportuno.org, also tells about several Christian ministries helping children. If someone felt called to help out With one of the children's ministries on my website, a business card is very helpful to provide them so they can learn more about the children's ministries and hopefully be able to help the Christian's children ministry somehow. To make a difference for the better in a child's life can be one of the most rewarding things you've ever experienced. 
There are several children's ministries on our Optino.org website offering you the opportunity to sponsor a child monthly. One of the ministries is Ambassadors to the Nations, where you can sponsor a child for only $10 monthly. Where that $10 provides a Christian education and other basic needs in a Christian school in Nicaragua, South America. In episode 12 of this Opportuno podcast, it provides information about this children's ministry, Ambassadors to the Nations. Another children's ministry is Kingdom Lighters Children's Center, School and Orphanage, where you can sponsor a child for $35 monthly to provide a Christian school and a home for the school children that are orphaned. Kingdom Lighters Children's Ministry in Uganda, Africa, currently has over 70 children they provide a Christian school for, with about one-third of the children being orphans that are provided a home as well as a Christian school. They can educate and house a child for $35 monthly. Their goal is to have each child sponsored for $35 monthly, so their school, food, and housing needs will be met. If you feel like you just are not making a difference in someone's life, sponsoring a child will truly be a blessing, not only for the child, but for you. To learn more about these two children's ministries, click on the donate button at our opportuno.org website. You may think you have nothing to give in a way of money or resources. The most valuable thing you can give someone is your time. We're in a money-driven society. There are many things you can share with others, much more valuable than money. You can share and teach your talents and giftings. Provide a word of encouragement. Offer someone a plan where they can take action to get to where they want to go. Help them with a task they cannot physically complete themselves. Provide them something you have they need that you can get by without using, etc., etc. If you have compassion for others, wanting to help for the right reasons, I know you'll learn to recognize what you can offer and when to offer. Sometimes a need is so apparent, you just know to help. In the Bible, with a story told by Jesus in the book of Luke, chapter 10, verses 25 through 37, is a story of a traveler 
that was attacked by robbers, beaten, stripped of clothes, half dead, and left along the roadside. A priest comes by and ignores the plight of the man and walks on by. Next, a Levite comes by and also ignores the plight of the man and does not help. And then a Samaritan walks by and notices the man beaten almost to death and stripped of clothes, and he proceeds to care for his wounds, then places him on his donkey and takes him to an inn and pays the innkeeper to care for him and said if more money is needed for the man's care, he'll pay the innkeeper upon his return journey. Toward the end of this story told by Jesus, I quote Jesus's question found in Luke chapter 10, verse 36. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? End of quote. Of course, among the three, the priest, Levite, or the Samaritan, the right answer to who was a neighbor was the Samaritan who saw a need and helped. I share this story by Jesus with you just to let you know that many times it's just a matter of recognizing a need and using common sense to help someone. The same way you would want someone to help you if you were in the same situation. When you think of the entire world as your congregation to minister and serve, then everyone becomes your neighbor. And we are to be a neighbor unto them, just as the Good Samaritan was a neighbor to the traveler that was robbed, beaten, stripped of his clothes, and left half dead along the side of the road. It's not a must, but I found that being able to give something, even as simple as a business card, to someone is helpful, especially helpful when they might want to follow up with you or check out your website, etc. I keep my business cards simple, having the name of my website, a sentence telling about my website, then have my name, phone number, email address, and let them know I have a podcast and YouTube channel. The larger the type and least amount of information is sometimes the best way to design a business card. It's convenient for me to share my website, podcast, YouTube channel, plus my contact information just by providing someone my business card. For someone homeless, down on their luck, you might consider researching great places in the area that help the homeless and simply have business cards with the names, addresses, 
and phone numbers of reputable local ministries helping the homeless and hand the homeless a card so they know where to get the help they need. Sometimes the most help you can give a homeless person is to provide them reputable resources already in place where they can get the help they need. I was able to have someone experienced in helping the homeless to provide reputable, good sources that lend a helping hand and list those sources on a business card. And when they are homeless in need, provide them a business card that will provide sources of reputable help locally. A great place to order business cards online is vistaprint.com. That's spelled V-I-S-T-A-P-R-I-N-T dot C-O-M. This podcast episode is an effort to help you realize that Christians are called and sent to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and minister to the needs of others in their congregation, with their congregation, including everyone they meet everywhere along life's journey. I'll close this message with the words of Jesus, found in the Bible in the book of Mark, chapter 16, verse 15, which reads as follows. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. End of quote. That's all for now. Please visit our website, opportuno.org. That's spelled O P. O-R-T-U-N-O dot O-R-G. Thank you. Thank you.